It's Adeline Intervals. Welcome back, guys, to another episode. Today's topic, NBA topic, is the playoffs. Now, obviously, um, I haven't been had a chance to put out um, episodes uh, for each round of the playoffs, you know, discussing, like, uh, each round and different um, teams facing off against each other and stuff. But um, I will try and do that probably once the playoffs ends. I will recap on everything but at the moment right now i'm going to be discussing the eastern conference finals and that is within the west and within the east and that is the milwaukee bucks versus the atlanta hawks and there's phoenix suns versus the los angeles clippers uh so yeah, let's start off with the bucks versus the hawks definitely an interesting series as you guys know the bucks are a third seed team definitely um a team that was not so much. I mean, coming into the playoffs, they were definitely going to be seen as like, you know, making it out of the first round, but then also probably losing in the second round. But tables have turned as they were able to beat the Nets in a close uh, game seven of the second round. Definitely interesting. You know, definitely that series was very interesting to watch. And um, I've got to give, you know, the Bucks their props, you know, because I think if Kevin Durant was... Or maybe even Harden or or Kyrie Irving was there, it probably would have been a different story for the Bucks, I think. But definitely good. They took them down, saw the advantages of what they needed to do, and was able to beat them in Game Seven. So yeah, talking about the Conference Finals now. Um, as you as you as you guys already know, it's been tied two two. Um, <clears throat> Tuesday's night Tuesday night's game was. Uh, very, very interesting. Definitely interesting. Um, and of course, you guys know Trey Young is injured as well. Injured, and it's interesting to see that how the Hawks have been playing with him, but without him, I think it's even more interesting. Because again, you know, they they were playing as much. Obviously, of course, with Trey Young, they're still playing as a unit. But Trey Young is the main scorer and the main guy to get assists from. But as time went on, you saw as as you saw in Game Four. You know, without Trey Young, they were playing basketball. And that's the thing with the Milky Bucks. They don't, you know, they're a good team. Definitely a good team. Defensively, they are a good team. But they're not playing with that sense of urgency to get them, you know, to get them being, to get them winning games, basically. And that's what they should be doing. They should be playing with a sense of urgency. Um, unfortunately, as uh, you know, Janice has been injured. Well, just got injured literally last night. Um, rumors are going around that it might be an ACL tear, but if it isn't, I'm hoping he can come back within the next couple of days to play, you know, against the Hawks and stuff. And, you know, definitely, I think with the Bucks as well, you know, this is another year where we've had to see, you know, Giannis be, be relied on. And, you know, all I have to say is that, you know, they are, defensively, they are a good team. And I think, you know, we have a, another star on that team who just likes to take the back seat. And that's Chris Middleton. Again, you know, last game he dropped 30-plus points and whatnot. This game, about just about above 15. And it's like, you know, Chris Middleton, he is the second option pretty much when Yanis is either cold or out of a game. So now I think it's time for him to step up and really take advantage of that um, 
take advantage, you know, take advantage. Show that, you know, you are the star that the team needs because they need it now, especially with Giannis being out. I'm hoping, you know, by the time, um, you know, this podcast is out, this episode's out, um, I can actually say that hopefully that Giannis will be back in the lineup in the next couple of days, you know, because we don't because we don't know what the injury is. It could be something serious, but he was able to walk. So hopefully, well, we'll know so much walk, but hobble off, if you know what I mean. But um, yeah, hopefully it'll be interesting to see what happens. And um, if they do l- lose Giannis for the rest of the playoffs, yeah, I think, you know, the Hawks can take it. Now with the Hawks, um, again, you know, with Trey Young being out for injuries, they seem to be fine. They seem to be working fine. They seem that, you know, they've got other options that they can do. And the thing is, it was all around, it was an all-around scoring effort with that team. And um, definitely, it's been uh, interesting to see that the Hawks are not relying on Trey Young just to get to the next round. I think throughout the whole entire playoffs, the Hawks have really, you know, from the Knicks... From the 76ers, they have shown that they are contenders. They are they are possibly true contenders. So it's interesting to see that, you know, how, you know, Trey Young, it's only been what, I think his second, second year, I think. Second or third year, I'm not too you know, I think uh it's just crazy. These young stars are definitely showing that they have promise and definitely wanna be Showing that you know we, we want to prove they want to prove something definitely want to prove that they are the next guys they are the next guys to be in this game for a long while and they're going to be top players definitely training was definitely showing flashes of that of course you know he is a 6-1 guard um you know very very undersized compared to others but again he's still showing that he, he's got a deadly three-point shot deadly mid-range floater and it's just his offensive skill set just puts him above a lot of point guards in the league and the reasons why teams have not been able to beat him and whatnot. It's definitely been interesting. Um, now, back to the Bucs. I think the Bucs, um, they're a good team as well. And, you know, I, I'm not even... At this point, I'm not even... I, it's interesting to see what team is gonna actually going to go through to the finals and actually take it all. You know, so with the Bucks, I definitely think that um, in terms of offense, they have to kind of, they have they have to adjust somewhere. You know, and um, looking at players, looking at the stats from last night's game, um, you know, of course, Giannis only had fourteen, got injured, whatnot. It happened, and um, yeah, with looking at the stats, you know, Drew Holiday. I think Drew Holiday is a solid point guard for that team. Defensively, he is very good. And offensively, he does have a good skill set as well. I think he's very underrated. Um, and he's just showing good promise. Like, look, 19 points, five rebounds, nine assists. I think you can't ask nothing more of Drew Holiday. I think it's Chris Middleton, you know, definitely Chris Middleton. When I look at his stats, you know, 16 points, eight rebounds, five assists, two steals, 35% field goal percentage. Again, it's not going to cut it. The last game, he had 30 points. Other games, he'll have. He'll have these blowout games with teams, but then when it comes to the games that matters the most, he just doesn't show out. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, you know, this is where we need Middleton to start showing out that, you know, why he is uh, the second star on this team. He pretty much is. So I think now is the time that he needs to step up. Because if he doesn't step up and Yanis doesn't come back in the lineup, then... 
goodbye. I think I think goodbye for the Bucks. I think the Hawks can pretty much go to the finals. And I think you know a lot of people. You, you can't even. I can't even call. I don't think anybody can call the the Atlanta Hawks a fluke team. No, I don't think so because they have. You know they had they've been playing with no home court advantage and they've just been getting the upper hand on teams now. So they're seeing what where teams are sleeping and they're and they're taking advantage of that. So now it's now this series is interesting. It's tied two two, and it's going to be very interesting to see what is going to happen in game five and six. Because I'm telling you, if it gets to game six and you know, one team doesn't show up, then it's going to be a possible end of the playoffs for them. And all I can say is that both teams are somewhat of a good match. So it's going to be interesting. Now that Trey Young's out and now that Yannis is out for a little bit, we're going to see what happens. If Yannis does come back into the lineup, then definitely I think the Bucs can take it. And I think they, they're definitely going to be, obviously, the head runners for the championship. But if Yannis doesn't come back, it's going to be a little bit more difficult um, again, they're gonna have to rely on some role players just to come in and make sure to do more of a job now. So yeah, but shout out to both teams. I think both teams are playing. Uh, they've done really well to get to where they are now, and it's just about the next step getting to that finals now. So yeah, uh, moving on, we are looking at the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, the Clippers. I think the Clippers, you know, obviously they just won, uh, they won game six. <clears throat> sorry, not game six, sorry, game five. Sorry, they won game five. And as they won game five, I was definitely, I was definitely, I was definitely impressed. Definitely impressed. Now, Paul George, who is someone that everybody, you know, critiques, like, you know, they call him playoff P for a reason. Whenever he has a bad game, bad game playoff P. But I think Paul George has actually shown up without Kawhi being in the lineup and shown up offensively and defensively that he is still an all-star player, definitely playing at a high level. And Paul George is a great player, definitely a great player. And I think, you know, people do need to give him his credit because now he's in a conference finals. Um, and he's, this isn't the first time he's been in the conference finals before, but of course he's in the conference finals close to maybe getting eliminated or maybe to taking it to a game seven now. If I was the Phoenix Suns, I would find a way to lock down Paul George because, again, you know, if you lock him down, then the rest of the game, you just have to worry about maybe uh, Reggie Jackson shooting threes because Reggie Jackson has been has actually been a shooter this year in the, in the playoffs. Uh, Terrence Mann, who's been coming off the bench, he's been providing excellent support. So I've got to give it up to the Clippers. I give them on their props. But I think with the Clippers, they wait for... They wait, and they wait, they wait to lose rather than win first. So what I mean by that is that they lose games first to get their, to get a feel of their opponent when they should be trying to win. I think if you win over your opponent and see minor plays that you missed and whatnot, how they scored and how they got certain buckets, then you can be able, then you can still adjust from that. I think losing, maybe losing game one isn't really such of a problem. But when you lose two games or even three, it could potentially be too late. Now, with this Clippers team, of course, Tyrone Lue is coaching. Um, I, I'm going to be honest, I haven't really given much props to Tyrone Lue on his coaching. Um, I don't think he's a bad coach. I just think that there's a, there, 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 she, I feel like he could have done more. I feel like there was more to, he should do more offensively. And, and I don't think he's 
that good at making adjustments. But what I can say is that he is good at like kind of, you know, letting, letting spotting out the whole... He is good at maybe changing, maybe changing the rotations in the lineup. I think that's where I'll give him his credit because as you can see, you know, when you watch the Clippers, when they have certain lineups in, they're doing well. Even without Kawhi and Paul George sometimes, you know, the, the bench does back it up. And I give him his props on that. But I think defensively and maybe set plays, it's not really his strengths. But again, you know, I don't think he's a completely bad coach. I've seen worse. Um, so, but I've got to give him his props. Definitely, you know, got the Clippers to a, a conference finals. And I think, it, you know, this kind of sheds a light on um, t uh, Doc Rivers' situation now because he was coaching the Sixers. The Sixers are out of the playoffs now. They're not even in the conference finals, you know? And I think Tyrell Lue came in and now look, they're in the Clippers are in the conference finals. So it probably was down to the coaching of what he was trying to do. And I think... You sometimes with coaches, when you're there for so long, you have to realize you need to change. You've got to change certain things. And if you're not willing to change and you've been there for this long and you haven't learned from past mistakes, then you're going to keep repeating those things. So definitely shout out to Ty Tyrone Lou. I'll definitely give him his credit. Like I said, I've explained his weaknesses before. So I just want to see improvements on that if he can adjust those. But, um, in terms of the Clippers, do I see them going through to the finals? Probably not. I can still see the Suns taking game uh, six. And now onto the Suns. I think the Suns have been playing extremely well throughout the season. And the playoffs, they have shown that they're ready. They, they are, they've shown that they're ready to get into the finals and take on who they're, who they're about to take on now. Um, I definitely think that, uh, you know, it's the same thing with the Bucs. They didn't play with a sense of urgency. So that is why, you know, Paul George was able to come in and just completely blow blow them out of proportion, blow it, blow it out of proportion for them and just take advantage. So, yeah, you know, CP3, Devin Booker, of course, those, those guys are solid guys. But, you know, we do need, um, we do need, we do need them to come out and showed them to they need they do need to do more, especially like a critical game five or game six or game seven. They need to they need they need to do that. And I think I can't and I've got to give it up for the rest of the team as well. You know, you've got guys like DeAndre Ayton, who is coming in defensively, defensively a solid big man, and offensively as well. If 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 CP3 or um or Devin Booker are not there offensively, he can kind of step up and do it, but he can't do it. All the time. And I think he thrives off his teammates, you know, being doing good and scoring and whatnot and doing better. So it gives him more of an edge. So when I look at this Suns team, I look at this Suns team's definitely, you know, all-around team. CP3 and Devin Booker, yes, you know, scoring offensively, setting up the team, definitely. And I've, I've got to even give it up to some role players. Give it up to, like, uh, even Cameron Payne. Definitely. He is someone who has shown that coming off the bench that he's a solid He's a solid role player. Definitely a solid role player. I think there was even um, something going around on Twitter saying that, um, you know, the, the Chicago, Chicago Bulls didn't even want to give him a chance. Didn't think he was an NBA-level player. Now look where he's at now. He's on a team that he has fitted the system and is able to come in and support CP3 when the game is getting tough, when games are getting tough. So definitely big it up to the Suns. Of course, give it up to the coach. Um... You know, definitely give it up to the coach as well. 
I think the system that they have right now is good for them. And I just hope in game six, they can put it away. Because if it gets to game seven, anything can happen and you don't want to risk it. So game four, no, sorry, game five should have been the sense of urgency. But now game six is a sense of urgency. This is basically their game seven. You know what I'm saying? This is basically their game seven. So yeah, let's look at some of the stats from um, game five. Reggie Jackson, 24 points, six rebounds, four assists. Paul George, 34 points, four rebounds, five or six. He went completely off. Went completely off. And, then, and then was, there was even a surprising numbers from um, DeMarcus Cousins, 11 points, four rebounds. I was like, okay, that's some decent numbers off the bench. You know, so definitely, like, the Clippers, the Suns, it's a good matchup. They have all-star players. They have players, you know, and I think it's interesting to see that you know, the Clippers still have this fight even without Kawhi. And I think with Kawhi being in that lineup, you know, Kawhi definitely being in that lineup, it would have made it um, offensively, it would have been hard, and defensively it would have been hard for the Suns, I definitely think as well. But um, they've shown. But I think also with the Clippers as well, the thing I've noticed as well is that when they've played certain teams like the Dallas Mavericks, and um, and the Utah Jazz, they I can't lie. Those two teams teams did expose them throughout those throughout their series. As much as they they didn't win, they did expose them in, in about certain things. So hopefully the Suns can pretty much grab onto that and just you know push forward. Because I am actually I can't even lie. As much as I'm a Lakers fan, the Lakers you know we got beat us back. We got beaten what six games against the flipping. Flipping Suns and whatnot. So I'm not even, um, you know, surprised that the Suns are going through. I think they're a solid team. I could definitely see the Suns winning um, the, the, the Lakers series, definitely. And I think some people or some of us Lakers fans, you know, took it for advantage, took it for, oh, yeah, it's just the Suns. No, the Suns have been a solid team from the season and throughout the playoffs, man. You know, 4-2 in the first round against the Lakers, 4-0 against the against the against the um, against the Denver Nuggets. So they they're ready. They're contenders. They are definitely contenders. And the Clippers as well. I think they're also contenders, but they still have some work to do. So I don't think I don't think they they can make it to the finals. But yeah, it's definitely interesting to see all these four teams uh, who are not so much they weren't so much rooted to be in the conference finals, let alone make it to the finals. So it's interesting and you got to give this these four teams props on how they've come through and whatnot and, and how they've shown that they're ready to take on people to win a championship. And I think it's definitely been interesting to see that, you know, these four teams, they're not even, they weren't even the top three to win the championship. The Lakers were top, the Nets... And now look, the Lakers are next, they're out. They're completely out due to injuries and whatnot. So, and you know, and it, it happens. It does happen, injuries. So yeah, it's definitely been an interesting series on both ends, on the, in the East and West. Of course, we've still got a couple of games left to go. Uh, I think it will be what, game six is tonight for the Phoenix Suns. So that's definitely going to be an interesting one. So yeah. So you guys, that's pretty much going to be it for the episode today. Um... You know, like I said beforehand, um, I will probably recap the full playoffs uh, once the playoffs is pretty much finished. So 
when it's the finals or yeah actually no when it's the finals i'll probably when it's the finals and it's the finals are finished i'll probably recap the um rest of the playoffs the rest of the rounds that happened or i'll probably just do it after the eastern conference is uh finished so yeah with that being said uh don't forget to uh follow the podcast don't forget to share it around thank you guys for tuning in and listen and i'll see you next time peace